With us on Coach's Corner here in KWBG, get a chance to talk a little Boone softball. Erica White joining us. Going to go back and look through the uh, Toreadors postseason this past year. Of course, came up with their victory over Perry 12-0 to and then fell to ADM in the regional semifinals 2-0. to I guess we're going to start, obviously, with the Perry game, Erica. And I'll tell you what, I've had a chance to witness some real, really, really nice pitching performances um, watching Boone softball over the years. And, and I don't know where I'm going to put Kennedy Lewis's pitching line. It's going to be up there somewhere, probably top five. But what she was able to do to Perry on that night, Coach, uh, was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, um, I would definitely say in the four years um, that she's played for us, JV Varsity, you know, her eighth grade year wasn't around yet. So for four years with me, um, there's two games that come to mind um, that really show her strength. Um, one of them was from her freshman year when she beat ADM when they were ranked number one. Um, and then this past week um, when we played Perry and. Many maybe don't know. She battled an injury the second half of the softball season. Um, and then there was times where she couldn't really throw beyond three innings because her knee was hurting her so bad. So I think her getting a week's worth of rest um, allowed her to be at her best. Um, it wasn't intending for her to throw all of the innings, but she just, I couldn't pull her. The way she was performing, she was getting ahead of hitters. She was then going either 0-2, 1-2, um, and she kept it off the plate, mixed it up. And, you know, I also think she gave up a big base hit to Lydia Olenzak right off the bat, but it didn't let her affect her. And as the game went on, she went stronger. Um, and as a pitcher, that's one thing you have to keep in mind is when you get through the third time through the lineup, that's where hitters become even more comfortable because they've seen you, they've timed you up, and Kennedy just did a good job of keeping Perry off balance and not allowing that third time to come through to be base hit after base hit. Um, she just really moved her pitches and made them effective to good ground outs and pop-ups. Well, and it's pretty tough to take somebody out of the lineup, Erica, when they've thrown 68 pitches. I mean, I had to look at that line because you're so good about doing your stats right after games. And so I remember the next morning I checked it because I thought, I don't keep a pitch count just because, you know, there's other stuff going on. And so I looked and I went 68 and seven. I mean, that was a seven inning game. I know you see a final score of 12 to zero and you go, okay, that must have went five innings. No, it went, it went seven because you guys had such a big, you know, couple of late innings, but. Uh, that was just a tremendous night in the pitching circle, uh, circle for Kennedy and and uh, just a nice way for her to, to get a road win. And, and, boy, I could throw on a bunch of other adjectives. But but then I'm going to be remiss because I also want to talk about a couple of girls who had big nights for you. Erin Aids, obviously, you have to bring her up immediately. That, that softball she hit to left field might still be flying. Uh, I'm almost positive. Gracie Gustafson was huge from the plate for you. Uh, Natalie Danner. I can go up and down the lineup more in Nystrom. I can talk about Kelsey Mormon. Uh, some defensive gems made by her out in the outfield. Carly Bush as well. Uh, that was one of those nights. Erica, I know you've been waiting for it, and I know you saw the talent, and you know you uh, saw that the girls were capable of doing this. Boy, they put it all together on one night for you. I'm so sorry. My dog decided to go crazy on us just now. Um. But I would definitely agree with you. Um, I think about our hitting lineup. Um, 
again, we had some time off, but then we had some practices where we specifically focused on hitting and being efficient with pitch selection and what type of pitches am I going to hit. Uh, and I think that helped them feel more confident in the long run. And then uh, just them seeing the ball, and we talk all season long how – Hitting's contagious, and if I start hitting, the person behind me is going to start hitting. Um, and Natalie started off the night, but yes, I think about Gracie Jefferson's night. She went four for five, um, hit the ball hard, and I don't know. I got to look this up. I got to find the school records. But hitting four home runs in one game, um, I've never seen it before. And our girls just hit the ball solid, and it just transcribed to our defense. Um, Kelsey Mormon made big plays for us. Um, the last play of the game, I was a little nervous between her and Natalie. Um, a little bit of collision there, but we finished it. We got out of it. Um, but Kelsey, I want to speak on her a little bit with her defense. Um, many may not know this as well. She was an infielder until this year. Um, Coach Xander and I trans- um, transitioned her to the outfield just with her speed, her ability to track balls down. Um, and she's got an arm. And so we figured, all right, we have some spots in the outfield. We need to cover ground, knowing our conference. And Chelsea stepped up this year and helped us defensively. And then her bat um, also came through frequently for us. Well, and then you knew it was going to be a tall task. ADM was just going to be waiting for. This was a team that... It's, uh, in my opinion, I know they always bring up the whole it's tough to beat a team three times in one season. I think it's just tough to play a team three times in one season because you're so familiar with each other. And the weird part was you actually opened up the season at ADM way back at the end of May, and then you saw them again on June 15th. So there was actually pretty good time in between all the, the, the meetings that you guys had with them this year. So you got to go down to Adel, and obviously you know how difficult of a task that's going to be. And Erica, once again, you guys nearly pulled the shocker. You guys put the 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 fear of you know what into ADM on that night, even though you did fall two to zero. Yes. Um, how do I? I mean, I've been thinking about this game frequently, and the words to describe this game, um, I'm still a little bit of speechless from it. Um, if you told me when regionals came out, our girls were going to play the way they did against ADM, I would have been surprised. Only from the standpoint of we went 5-0 and um, back on May 23rd, and then that June game we went 11-1. and So we were outscored 16-1. Um, I We didn't have very many hits. Um, ADM has two strong pitchers, and... Uh, not only do they provide velocity, but they have movement. And that's, I mean, not something that you're always used to. Um, usually you get one or the other with pitching, but this time you get both. And so having to really dial in and focus on that. And even last two, Saturday, excuse me, um, we only had one hit. But that doesn't describe the way we played. Um, many of our girls fell off on multiple pitches. Um and that's what we always talk about is you have to do that with those types of pitchers. Um, eventually they're going to miss their spot and we're going to put it in play. Um, but then our pitching also um, came around complete again. Um, believe it or not, Kennedy 
through six innings, only through 69 pitches, and through seven innings, um, 80 and staff through 102. So, again, our efficiency on defense was all there, and then, you know, it's just a matter of ADM got the upper hand of they connected when they needed to to move runners over. Um, but after the second inning, we didn't allow anything. Um, we maybe allowed a few base hits, but it didn't snowball, and that is huge knowing our team because the previous two times we played ADM, it was a snowball. Um, and we found ways to eliminate it, to work through it, and we only gave up one air, which is also tremendous because earlier in the season we were averaging about five airs per game. So right. when those pairings came out, I would have been completely thrown off um, knowing that it was going to be that softball team that showed up. And then um, knowing how well we played in the postseason gives me high hopes for next year. I know people are probably going to think I'm crazy. I'm already thinking about next year. Um, the softball brain doesn't ever stop. <laughs> um, but not that we want to be comfortable. We now have to go to the next step because we have so many girls coming back and helping us. Um, and what they did against Perry and ADM is a good stepping stone for what they can do right out of the shoot next year. All right. So uh, once again, Raccoon River Conference well represented at the state meet. I, I don't think this it by now it's just kind of boring because we just talk about it all the time because that's just how good the Raccoon River Conference has been this season. Ballard, obviously, I would say they were the surprise in Class 3A, just record-wise. I think we knew how good Ballard could be during this season. ADM, Carlisle, Winterset will be a part of the uh, 4A region. Because we're a week out, and by the time we talk next week, we'll already be well into state, what can the Raccoon River uh, Conference do up at Fort Dodge, Coach? Well, here's another stat that I'm going to add for you that came out yesterday. Not only do we have four Raccoon River teams at the conference, um, from our conference representing at state, um, four of us got beat out by Raccoon River teams. Um, North Polk was the lone one that got beat out by um, Little Hawkeye. But here's the other fun fact. So we talked about how great our conference is throughout the whole entire year, and I, I truly believe when you think softball conferences in the state of Iowa, Raccoon's the top, no matter what team it is. Since 2015, there has been at least one Raccoon River team in the state championship game. That's a pretty good little run. <laughs> it is. And in two of those years, there's been two teams playing for the state championship. Um, so, again, not only can Raccoon River teams get there, they're making it all the way. Um, and I think that just speaks volume to the strength of the athletes, um, the strength of our coaches. I mean, it's it's a battle every day, and I think that's what helps us in the postseason. Um, for all Rockton teams, is we play ranked team week after week. I mean, I think at some point in time, five of us out of the nine were ranked all season. Um, so that kind of helps prepare. But I think going into this week, you know, there's a lot of creep teams up in Port Dodge. Um, I have to be loyal to one team, um, my Indianola tribe. I spent my first four years coaching high school softball there. Um, they are, again, coached by a phenomenal staff um, who takes care of their girls, really develops them well. So other than that, you know, I it's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, Winterset and Carlisle have a good chance of playing each other in the semifinals. Um I'm hoping 
Rockman Rivers in the state championship again. Um, hopefully the actual title can come back to the Rockman River Conference. I know we didn't get there quite yet last year um, in our loss to Western Dubuque, but I'm hoping Rockman can take it back. So looking at the bracket, um, there's a good chance. I mean, there's three battling for it, two on one side, one on the other. Um, I love the traditional let's play one and two for the end. Um, and one and two, ADM and Winterset split in the regular season. So if that's the state championship game, I know it's going to be a good one. Come on, White. you got to give me a prediction here. That you, you, You're waffling you a little okay, bit. Okay, I'll go through it. I'm looking at the bracket because I knew Ryan was going to ask me that. Well, that's that's all we do, except for when you're in it. Then so, you can't. Winterset's playing Burlington. Um, I'm going Winterset. Okay. Norwalk and Carlisle. Um, again, two really, really good teams. Um, we didn't get to finish our game with Carlisle, but they're Warren County opponents. Um. I'm just going to go with Norwalk just because um, they are the higher-ranked seed. Okay. But I know Carlisle. Um, Carlisle will go to the short game to create some chaos for Norwalk. So I think that's going to be a good one. But I'm going Norwalk on that one. Okay, so winners set Norwalk in the top. Who's in the bottom? All right, ADM and North Scott. I'm taking ADM. Um, okay. And then DCG and Indianola. Even though DCG has the higher record, um, you know, we played Indianola this year early in the season. Um, I followed them in the postseason, seeing that they won in the bottom of the seventh um, against North Polk. They got some grit. They got some fight. So I'm going to say there's an upset there, and Indianola is going to pull that upset up. So there's your semifinals. All right, Winterset um, and Norwalk. Who wins the uh, Who wins the first? I gotta go Winterset. They. Uh. Their hitters are just way too talented. Their pitching staff is great. Um, so I'm going winner set there. And then I have to go ADM over Indianola um, in that semifinal round. Just the way ADM plays, the movement on pitches. Um, Indianola's got great hitters, but they're young. Um, they're very similar to what our girls produce this year, age-wise. Um, and I just think with ADM, they were there last year, um, had many returners. I think they only lost one starter last year. So they're very well custom to what Fort Dodge is, the pressure. So I'm seeing ADM moving on to the semis. So that gives you winner set in ADM. They both swept us this year. Um, <laughs> it's hard. You want it to be the team that beats you out. Um, they split in the regular season conference game. So... My heart wants to say ADM because they're the ones that sent us home, but I'm going to say Winterset's going to take it away. Um, again, from when they won in 2020, um, many, many girls returned um, from that lineup. They were young then, and I think they're going to be the ones that pull it away. We could do every single bracket, but this coach's corner would be forever, so I can't do that. So what I will tell you is, Erica, look forward to talking and wrapping up the season with you next week. Uh, enjoy a little week off from softball, even though I know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> i got to figure out what to do. If anyone has hobby suggestions, let us know, because I'm on softball mode still, and I need to do something other than read and watch TV. There you go. Erica White again joining us. Boone Softball here on Coach's Corner.